You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Good morning, everyone. This is Jim the Keys, bartender. Let me t- coming to you from Key Largo. Let me turn the music off here. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge the tragedy to the north of us in Surfside, Florida, uh, Miami Beach, the collapse of the 12-story condo. Uh, currently, there's 159 people missing inside the collapse, so that means there's close to 159 dead. Uh, maybe more. Uh, what is left to be said? It's national news. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because there's other places for you to get that information if you're looking for that. <clears throat> I think it's important to acknowledge a tragedy, try to address a tragedy, but not dwell on it when you don't have anything you could do about it. Right? And it's kind of interesting because right now that... That happened because through our Congress, they're working on an infrastructure bill in the United States. I know the condo isn't necessarily part of that infrastructure, but it is when it comes to inspections and code. And they're going to do a little investigation. And my I my suspicions are that something originally that's only a 40-year-old building I mean, hell, the Empire State Building still standing in New York. It's, it's you know, they started that uh, about 100 years ago. There's 100-year-old buildings that are that tall in other parts of the country. But I guess we'll find out a bit if, whether it's the foundation or the construction techniques they used or anything. But that will come with time. Speculating early is kind of ridiculous even though I did mention that there was probably something to do with the foundation or the construction of it. And uh, you can find additional information on on any news site. Just put in Surfside, Florida, Miami Beach, condo collapse. Moving on to lighter items. I know that's kind of ham-handed, meaning a rough way of doing it. But first, I want to talk about we've a subject we spoke to many times. It's the contact you get when you're on Facebook. If you have a Facebook presence that you get, I get tons of them. Now there's a new thing. I get a friend where women uh, or whoever is posting it, I, whoever is running these sites, there's these uh, attractive women send friend requests on your social media. Excuse me one moment. And then they try to make friends with you. Usually, a lot of times, it's with older, lonely men. Right? Or guys that are stinky Pete's. My middle name's Pete, so I can say that. You know, sneaking around on their women or by themselves or older guys being flattered by younger women coming on. And there's some <coughs> exchange for services and 
some monetary monetary exchange for services given. And it's more remotely, right? It's a great it's a great gimmick. I understand that. And in another day, in another as another person, I might have done that. But I kind of do that. I do kind of do that. But instead of enticing people with photos, I try to entice them with witty repartee. If it's if you consider this witty. But recently, I've just been getting all these pictures and their friend requests, and I notice there's no other shared friends. That's the way. This is the way I look at it. I look at when I get a friend request. It could be if it's unsolicited. It could be a listener. I look to see if it's from a region where I say, oh, I think I have listeners there. Do you have a phone there and stuff like that? And if I ask that question, I may sound like the scammer. But in addition to that, I've been having really pretty, I mean, almost all the pictures that women send on, that use Facebook and Instagram, and they use the beauty filters in them. And they send pictures of it. And it's, just, it's uh, on the surface. It's a visceral response when you get a request from an attractive woman. And the visceral response is, oh, oh, she thinks, she must think I'm attracted, attractive, right? Well, attractive, that's the reason why I titled it uh, Sugar Free Daddy. So, because a sugar daddy is someone who... <clears throat> provides financial resources. I am sorry. I got a frog in my throat. I'm going to have to, I'm going to put a music on it. No, no, I'm no. I'm just going to clear my throat. <coughs> oh, excuse me. What is about that? Holy crap. I'm drinking coffee. I'm not eating a lot of cheese. What's, what's the deal? To get back to it, sugar-free daddy, you know, they're going looking for some financial support from someone. Usually an older man. And that's the older men... You know, the aspect of older men that may attract younger women may be their financial stability. Boy, are they barking up the wrong tree with me. I'm not saying I don't have financial stability, but I, it's not like I have excess financial stability. Meaning, my financial stability extends to itself. My family, my wife, my daughter, my dog... And then goes out from there where, you know, someone you meet on the internet, that, that's way down the line. So what they do have to find, they should find lonelier people. Right? So when I get contacted, I, I automatically think, I don't want to be like, nope, nope, nope. Because it could be a listener. Yes, I know. It could be a listener. But I do with guys too. I'm not a... I'm not physically attracted to guys. I mean, I can acknowledge that a guy's good looking or something like that, but I'm, I'm not. And usually if there's a guy my age, you know, contacting me, it's more about a friendship and things like that. There's a uh, writer, Robert Morton. He's a regular follower of the show and I appreciate, um, he's a, he's an author and I don't have, I don't say enough about him. I'm just saying, if you check out his book, it's Robert Morton, M-O-R-T-O-N. Check out his books, he lives in. He lives down here, I think he does. 
I'm sure he does. What am I saying? I, I guess I should do a little research because he does a lot. Uh, he, he's an author. So check out his books. I do appreciate Robert, who's around my same age bracket. Could be a little younger, could be a little older, but I do appreciate his listen. And don't let, I don't post a lot of younger pictures. I did post some pictures from 10 years ago and stuff like that. But generally, most of my pictures are within a year or two. And I'm actually looking better than I did two years ago because of my drinking. It's not all about looks anymore because when you start getting up. But I am trying, I'm kind of, yes, I am a bit, uh, what would you call that, egocentric when it comes to my look, looks. I try to maintain it as a man in his upper 50s, try to take control of my image, meaning not control my images online. I don't, I don't copyright those. I'm talking about do the best I can, look the best I can. At as my years advance. I'm not in advanced years yet. I'm in the upper range of middle-aged, I think. You can, I can't get arrested. I mean, you can't get arrested for beating me up right now as elder abuse. Someone said that at work to me, and I said, holy shit. And this was a, a younger person who was much weaker than I am. And they said, I better not hate you because that'd be elder abuse. And I go, Oh, shit. I mean, I had no comeback. I had no fucking comeback to that. That was a good one. But I think it's funny. And you know what? I'm not offended by that. And speaking of offended, so I get to move back onto it. I had two uh, younger, attractive Chinese national women, uh, women who happen to be Chinese nationals. Uh, One suggested that uh, and, and she's still talking to me, which is nice because she's not, it doesn't look for me. It looks like she was trying to sell me gold for a while. I asked her, um, her mom is her name. She was born in Hong Kong and she has a business in Shanghai. A beauty, it's, it's a full service beauty salon. I think they call them beauty clinics over there. They do massage, facials, pedicures. I imagine hair, you know, full treatment. And I don't mean full treatment like the Asian massage parlors in, in the United States. You know what I mean. If you don't know what I mean, then if you live in a big city, or do, do a little research and go further down. It's like when you look up a word and you say, oh, that word could be used offensively. Sometimes the first few meanings of it are literal, and then as you go further down, you start finding the other alluded to meanings of the word, and the same thing goes for Asian massage parlors, because originally Asian massage parlors may have used shiatsu massage and things like that, but nowadays, and especially in Florida, in the resort communities, when you hear Asian massage parlor, there may provide additional services among the more intimate nature. And I'm not talking about a bikini wax. I'm talking about happy endings, you know, with, at the end where they masturbate you or, or you know, they give you a hand job or you actually have sex. 
And they've busted a couple of the parlors down here, but they're back. They're still in business. Uh, a lot of them. It's funny. I say it's funny. I mean, and it could be, and it's not funny the human trafficking. And if the, if if the women are held, um, you know, sometimes their passports are held. They come over here and they owe a debt. It's almost like indentured servitude. I don't know the whole story with that. A lot of times, women at work in these fields don't have free access to legal advice or, you know, a safe a safe house, let's say, a place they could stay where they have control of their own passport and their income and things like that. So, but I don't know the ins and outs of that. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not saying I'm secretly going to it and I know this stuff uh, years ago. I may have wandered into one or two of those. I'm not going to get any further than that, but that's years ago in another time and place when I was a single man. But nowadays, when you see it, knowing the lady, Ma Meng, it looks like she has a really great setup in China. And she's talking about coming to the United States and setting up her business here. And I wanted to ask her, eventually I wanted to ask her, well, what, what, what makes you so eager to move here? It looks like you're doing really well in China. She has a six-year-old, I think, daughter. Uh, and uh, I hope she's not offended me mentioning this, but I don't think she's listening. She, I have no listeners in China right now. They're all either in Taiwan. I've had them in Hong Kong. But I guess there's some... Maybe it's the way... The internet is, it's stripped of its location uh, determiners when it comes out of China. Because I get a list when I get my demographic uh, reports on who's listening. There's always a couple that come from places that don't say, and other places. They'll say Estonia, Latvia, Poland, Romania, but then at the end you'll see, wait, where's these other places? But that's not what the show is about. So my man, she's, I'm talking to her, and in the beginning she's talking about coming over here to Key Largo in November, November blah, blah, blah. So you have a drink, and I mentioned I don't have a, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to have a drink with you because I don't drink, but I mean, I'm happy. You know. She goes, oh, we'll drink coffee and tea. And I go, well, listen, I'm not offended by people having a drink. And she goes, well, I don't drink that much anyway, and blah, 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 blah. And I don't want to, I said, well, I'm a bartender. Don't worry about it. Either way, no big deal. But it sounded like she was making plans for us getting together. And I'm like, oh, well. And, and she says she's 35. And... I was like, well, I'm a, I'm a bartender at a restaurant. I have no control. I'm thinking in my head, I have no control who will come to see me. But I'm not going to actually meet a woman for coffee unless I have a business dealing with them. When you say business dealing, I'm not talking about of an intimate nature. I'm talking about real business like being on a podcast or me as a notary signer. Things like that. And I'm, fr- I'm, I'm friends with women, especially women that uh, share friendships with my wife and I and ones I have previously been friends with. But I don't really, 
initiate new fr- uh, friendships like that. But online, you know, I'm willing to talk to anybody. And I try to, especially China, I'm trying to get people to talk to me. And I broached to my man about the podcast. And you think when you're talking to someone online, right, and you want to get to know them, that the first thing you say, yeah, I have a podcast. They'd want to check it out. And if they did check it out, they'd look at it and say, wow, 400 and something episodes. I guess I can know everything about this person. If they want, not that you're going to listen to four. I mean, if you, I'd be terrified of talking to the person who, after meeting me and talking to me, decided to go back and listen to the, the whole catalog of the podcast. The level of stalkingness or obsession would be immense. I'd be, it's funny to, for, for me to think that way, right? But yeah, if someone went back and if they wanted, all they have to do is check it. But they're never curious about that, right? If they're not curious about what you do, if they say they're interested in you, right? Which I use a little experiment. If they say they're interested in you and you say you do a podcast, you think they would check it out. And they may check it out and say, really, I really don't fucking enjoy it. You are fucking boring, Jim. I've heard all this before. Or I don't care to hear this. I've never considered that a human being would ever think the things that you think. All valid. All valid. I'm not, I'm not going to say erroneous. I'm able to say erroneous. It's much like me not being able to say the word orbital, but erroneous. Erroneous information. So people say, oh, I heard it. It's not, not you know, I love a refreshing cup of tea. It would be someone saying, oh, I heard it. I understand how some people may like it. It's not my cup of tea, but I might still enjoy your conversations with you. Right. Where you go. That's honesty and stuff like that. So the mom Mang one was talking back and forth. She started showing me pictures of the food she's eating, which looked delicious. It looks, it looks like she lives in a restaurant almost, the way it's prepared. But it's like over there. I mean, obviously the the middle and middle upper class may have much better lives than middle upper class here in the United States. I'm not saying the average poor person in China. I'm saying the average middle class person in China may have a very good life. And I'd like to learn more about it. And what would may what would May's motivation be to move here if she's doing so well in China? Maybe it's for opportunity. Maybe she doesn't see it. Because right now, from my understanding, is single women in China are in short supply, especially successful ones, financially successful ones, because of, in the 1970s and 80s, Maybe the 80s they started, but our 70s, they started the one policy in China because their population was growing. And there was a perception or a decision, a, a decision by the leadership of China to restrict families to one child. It's not, and, and I'm not defending the Chinese communist regime. 
I'm just suggesting they did it for growth reasons. They didn't want to have a, too much of a burden. They wanted to push forward with development, reduce the, the growth of their population. But what happened is that because of the male, I would call it, I, I don't want to call it male show, but the favoritism of having a male child, women either aborted or abandoned female offspring and a much higher rate than they did male offspring or male children. So I'm not saying 100%, but it was enough. And it created a gender imbalance among, uh, especially uh, they're, they're, at this time, they're, they're actually getting rid of the one-child policy because they realize uh, just much like the United States or any place in the world, once population growth slows, your retirement system gets to be, it's kind of like a pyramid system. And what you have is a bunch of working people supporting a much smaller retired population. And the retired population had been supporting people that were, when they were working, were supporting retired, other retired people. So originally when we set up our system here in the United States and a lot of different countries, it was at a lower life expectancy rate. And people only lived a couple of years past retirement on average. You know, some people lived a lot longer and some people died before they could collect retirement. And that's how it works. It's kind of like a gym membership. Think of a gym. A lot of gyms, you think, wow, how in the hell can they have a gym membership for a dollar a day? $40 a month or whatever it is for one of those Planet Fitness membership. See, and people say, well, how can you have a, stu- a whole place and I can go and I can shower and I can spend as much time working out there for so little money? The reason they do is because they have a lot more people paying for memberships than the people that show up because their intentions is to work out. And it's just like people with the retirement system. You all pile, throw your money into one pile and you take it back out. The problem is the pool of people taking money out is growing each year and it's depleting the resources of the, the pool of the working people. And without having new people, younger people in there, it's you just have create a burden on the rest of the people left and you really can't increase these social net programs, uh, retirement programs on people by increasing the taxes on that because, you know, most people are anti-taxes, right? So most of the time they have to really, the, the, the only thing to do would be, the, the real reason is to extend retirement, to have people work five more years. That would be a fix. I know, you have to work five more years. But that's the price you pay for a social net. I know, hard news. Hard news is hard. the hard realities of things. You either pay more or you work longer. I think they should do that. If you retire early, you should get less. They do that already. You have less if you retire at the beginning. But maybe say, hey, listen, we're going to increase the, all the benefits to people that work till later and maybe offset it for people with disability and things like that. But then again, they always work in stuff like that. But I am diverging off my first topic, my man. So we started talking about that stuff back and forth, food and all that stuff. I'll send you some pictures of your food. I'm not one of these people that take a picture. I have delicious food. Take a look at this. I'm taking pictures of my food. People are always fucking taking pictures of food. I mean, 
That and girls in bikinis, right? Or guys flexing their guns. That's arms to the people in another country. You know, their biceps. So I'm talking to Mom Mang, and now all of a sudden she starts asking uh, questions about how much money do I make as a bartender? You make a lot of money. And then she said, she, she said a friend of hers in Shanghai is a bartender. And they make 5000 a month. And I go, oh, good. That's before they consider tips. And I go, what? Now, I think tipping overseas is less. So they get paid a lot more salary. In most places other than the United States, people are paid a lot more in salary and a lot less in tips. So that's what I'm hoping. And Shanghai is a big city. I'm sure it's an expensive city, too. I'm sure they work their ass off. So... 500 a month, I guess that would be, that'd be, no, 5,000 a month, 5,000 a month. And I say, you know, kind of, yeah, that's kind of like on par with here when tips are considered. When tips are considered. Now, once again, I have three other jobs. So we, she started talking about that, and I go, well, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't go, I make that blah blah blah. I didn't say. I may, I said I make enough to be able to raise my family and stuff like that. But I also have several other jobs, so I can do a little better. I'm not beholden to one source of income, a hundred percent. There, that's that. So then we keep on talking. All of a sudden, she starts talking about investments, and I go, "Here it is." And she starts talking about gold. I said, "Gold. This is a new thing. Gold." trading not a new gold is not a new thing but someone trying to entice me to invest in gold a gold exchange and it's one particular because there's a million different well there's hundreds of different ways to invent invest in gold you can go invest in bullion and just purchase it and hold on to it Um, there's futures there's coins there's trade gold trading, and I think she was talking about gold trading. And then she works. She suggests that she works the uh, rides that meaning that the gold goes up and, and takes. She takes money, puts it in her account, and then kind of like what I was talking about with Bitcoin, which is trash, is crashing right now. And I mentioned cryptocurrencies, and they didn't bite. So moved off that and I went back and I'm talking to her again. She seems fine. Now, that's the move from Facebook to WhatsApp. But, I mean, and and I guess, um, and, and like I said, she says she's 35. She looks like she's about 20. But she's using that face filter. So I don't know. Maybe they're really good over in China because... I'm not one of these people. I can tell the difference between people. I can tell I'm talking to a different person, that it's not the same person. But when they use the filters and stuff like that and a lot of makeup, sometimes people look a lot alike. Think of that Robert Palmer video, Simply Irresistible, where you have all the models and they're wearing the same makeup with their hair pulled back the same way, with the same red lipstick, the same black dress and things like that. And then people start looking alike. That's the only difference, right? When they do the same thing, and then there's some, that's when they start looking alike. But that—that's the only time. 
I don't want to get caught in that Gordian's knot of racist, oh, what does this person look like? Okay? That's not me. So we're talking, 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 and then go and say, hey, listen, podcast, I'd like to interview on Skype. What I do is call you on the phone and do that. She goes, well, I could do pretty much just do texting because of my child. And I said, what does a, you don't talk to anybody on the phone? I'm thinking, I just wanted to get an interview and say, hey, listen, what was your intention? Maybe get him to talk. I, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't do a get you interview with him. I just get like, what are you doing? What are your plans here? Why are you coming to the United States? Not as an inquisitory, I don't want anybody in here. I think immigrants make this country great. They bring new ideas. They bring uh, a great work ethic, a can-do attitude. And I think that's all American. That's all American, that thing. That's what makes you American. Your abilities, I think. Not necessarily where you come from, what you do. It's your attitude. So there. So, yeah. May, May, Mang's kind of like, oh, I'm going, oh. So what, that makes that shaky that they don't want to talk to you on the phone. It's only text. It makes me think I'm talking to a guy. A dude. You know what I mean? Makes sense. It's kind of creepy the guys do that because then they start talking about, you know what I mean? They try to lure you into something like that, a conversation you don't want to have. I mean, I really don't want to have that conversation, even though my wife's not here. And I, she knows. I, I did this before. I'm, I, I talk about this stuff because it's I'm being open. I say, listen, when I'm talking to him, it's talking to him with a purpose. Now, there's one other person I was talking to. And these are not a lot of conversations. One day's conversation. And uh, her name, she get, what they do is they give you, they introduce themselves with a name you can pronounce. And then they like to use their regular name. And from what I understand, I don't know in China as much, I think they use their last name first and their first name last. If I'm not correct, Zhao. Zhao is either a male name or a surname. I When I say surname, maybe it's a last name, but a family name. It's either a first name or a family name. I don't know. But the, it was a woman's name and another another attractive. And this one didn't pretend to be a mother. This one's just an attractive woman. And it was just a suggested one over in China. I think, oh, I can get another listener. Why is this suggestion? It's like she liked... Key's bartender, so I assumed she liked the podcast. Well, she didn't know what the podcast was. And right away, very defensive. Let me say, right away, a Zhao Ya Ye. Zhao Ye, is it? Maybe? Zhao Zing Ye is the name. And um, we started talking. Asked, she asked where I was from, what I was doing, blah, blah, blah. She looks successful. And if it's, the pictures are right, she really didn't need any buddies because she wore great clothes and all that stuff. She has her bathing suit pictures in a hot tub. This is that. Not revealing photos, not like the ones you get that are, you know, just like cheesecake photos, let's call them. You know, all boobs and ass and all that stuff. Which, there is a market for that. I understand the guys like to get it. I, 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 I can admire it. 
but it's not a fascination for me. I mean, so as I said, if you're listening to the podcast, I do enjoy, I always enjoyed the company of women closer to my age because of the shared experience. And I think I have more appreciation from them and of them. Not that I can't appreciate a younger woman, but it's just not my my thing. It becomes more apparent and a reminder of how old you are when you're Mm -hmm. among younger people. And I don't know why people would do that. That's the reason why people sometimes like to be in an elder community. I am comfortable moving in both. I would not want to be the older man among young people all the time. Conversely, I don't want to be the older man in a group of older people sometimes. I think I like the dynamic mix of all age groups and not necessarily the same in a relationship. So this one we go back and forth and it's polite and it's less like goal-oriented. I don't see the thing. But I think this person on the other end kind of knew I was reluctant. And I said to her, I said, oh, it was really nice you spent it. I said, I hope someone considering, in consideration of your youth and attractiveness, I hope you're not spending all your time, because I noticed she was friending guys my age. You're not spending all your time talking to old men, are you? And (laughs) that fucking pissed her off. Pissed her off. She goes, well, and I go like this, and she goes, you are certainly full of yourself, Mr. James. You should not talk to Chinese like that. I said, I don't think you should talk to anybody like that. I mean, the reason I was doing it is because it happens a lot. And if you don't realize it happens a lot, they must think you're an idiot. And it must make them angry when you're not an idiot. And I was just giving her an opportunity to say, oh, you know, I just want to find out what places are like. And I think it's interested in the change of ideas and different perspective. And she mentioned fake news. And I said, you know what? I have a problem with fake news. I agree with you on that. She goes, we could just disconnect. And she she didn't really understand. She didn't. I guess she was expecting me to go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, please, please, please stay friend. No. Because if I was going to have a conversation with someone, I didn't need to have someone get all pissed off and hang up right away. Just when I posed a question, it goes, well... It would appear as if you're catfishing. And boy, did you make a mistake. And I guess maybe they get angry if you're not wealthy or something like that. Right? You don't have the ability to uh, send them a couple thousand dollars right away. But I'm not angry about that. I just wanted to have a conversation. You know? And I'm hoping that you know, one of these days, the voice on the line, uh, across the line, would be someone young. I really could care less if it was, well, I mean, a video would prove, when you're seeing a video conversation, would prove I'm talking to that person. But when they go and say, oh, text only, I know they have Wi-Fi in China. Matter of fact, they introduced um, 5G over there. They have a, you know, their infrastructure when it comes to high-speed internet is... Excellent. 
So I don't understand what the reluctance would be other than they don't want to necessarily have you see them. Right? Or it's easier to maintain multiple conversations. And this is my suspicion with them that you keep multiple chat heads open with people. You could do it either on one device or multiple devices and hold multiple conversations so you can get to the sweet spot. And when the sweet spot is when the question comes, I'm thinking about coming to the United States. Oh, I need this. Oh, I have a medical problem. I, I need a special procedure. I'm thinking about getting my boobs done. Blah, 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 blah. You know, something like that. And that's when the third party apps. And it's so much easier than ever, 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 ever to send money to people overseas. You can send it to an account, like a gold exchange account, like a cash app. I mean, I'm missing some of the other ones. PayPal, Venmo, all these things. I mean, you got Facebook Pay. Uh, whatever, whatever that is. And uh, people are just always asking, what, it would make sense if it, it, the gold mine out there is people. Some people say it's, you know, it's crypto when they're, they're doing data mining. And uh, I know not everyone knows what data mining is, but forget about that. The real mining that's going on is, is interpersonal. When you get someone and you try to hook them. So what it ended up with this uh, Zhao, uh, I forget, Zhao Xingya, Zhao Xingya, I think it is. Um, we, I, I disconnect, when she said disconnect, and saw the hand and stuff like that. Because they figured out and says, oh, this person's fucking around with everyone and stuff like that. And this is an experienced person on that end. Because if they really wanted to talk to someone, you know, when someone expressing reluctance at their intentions and showing, hey, listen, I'm really not trying to get you to become romantically involved with you. I just wanted to talk to you. They go, wait a second. I'm not going to be able to make any money off this person. And that's the only thing. Or they may try to, you know, it could be a tactic where people apologize and they guilt them into doing that. Well, either one is not going to work with me. Uh, there's probably other things that probably work with me. I just haven't found that yet. But I love, I love that the idea is coming about. And right after I, I did that, there's some woman sent me another one. It's constantly coming in and it's not personal. I know it's not personal. It's just like, Every fifty-seven-year-old guy, or you're gonna, you're gonna send this to anyone in this demographic. It's not a personal judgment on your profile. If you're a guy and you get something like that, they're not saying, "Oh, he's acceptable to it." It's more of like a big wide net they're trying to catch the fish with, and you're the fish. But some of these days, I do, I do want to talk to them and stuff like that. I love talking to people from other countries uh, and, and my intention is not to humiliate them I just want to get inf- information and I know there's listeners out there and I don't want to insult anybody in Russia uh, 
<clears throat> Taiwan, Poland. I do appreciate. I do appreciate you that you're listening. And if you do want to contact me, just yeah, you're welcome to contact. I'm trying to. I'm probably going to link up someone. Uh, Facebook. I don't know if I can call. I wonder if I can call from my Skype act. If I was going to Skype account, call another one like WhatsApp. I guess I can call WhatsApp. I can do a video one. But I, I, I would love to interview a, um, a listener from another country. I would love to. And see what they get and what, what it's all about. I don't know. I did some dealings with um, these. I'm sorry about that. Um, But I did some dealings with people that optimize your SEO, your search engine results, and some marketing on Fiverr. And they're still doing retweets and stuff like that, but they didn't have a great increase. But I think they were out of India, and I started getting Indian downloads. Not a lot of them, and not a lot of them sharing them over there. So it's not like they're just... Maybe like automatically downloading them, just beefing up, or it could be just for one of their local apps. That's who this is. Um, hold on a moment. I'm gonna keep. On, I'm gonna see what this phone call is. We're gonna be wrapping up in ten minutes. I'm calling them back. It's probably one of my. Yeah, that's my ringtone, Queen, the band Queen. Um, lastly. I'm going to wrap that up. Lastly, I'm thinking about changing up one of my questions as a bartender. I always ask, what can I get you to drink? I should go, can I get you a beverage? I think a beverage would be the perfect one because beverage connotes either a water, soda, cocktail, beer, wine, right? A beverage. Or a libation, I guess they didn't say, Let me, can I get you a libation? People may not know what a libation is, so I better say beverage. And beverage is probably something that translates directly. When you say drink to a foreigner, that's it's a verb or a noun, right? I drink, here's a drink, right? So it's probably better for foreigners. They can't get you a beverage because if you translate, I don't know what they translate. They may translate beverage first, a cocktail, refreshment. Refreshments usually denote noun alcoholic. But I'm going to try that in the mix this weekend. I'm going to this weekend. I'm going to do beverage and see how that works. Right? May I get you a? A refreshment? When I say, may I have a sip of your tasty beverage? Sound like Samuel L. Jackson and Pulp Fiction. That is one tasty burger. I can't do his voice, but um, I'm do that, hold a gun in one hand and take a sip in the other with the other one drink, and drinking the, uh, the Sprite down or 7-Up. I think it was one or the other. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you are in town, Please come into the Catch Restaurant at Mile Marker 102, Oceanside. We're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Happy hour, 3.30 to 6.30. Come and see me. If you do come in, 
Tell them the Keys bartender sent you. I'm not there every day. All shifts. So, I'm there most nights except Tuesday and Thursday. But please go in on Tuesday and Thursday. You have lovely people working there then also. Just tell them who sent you there. Okay? Thank you very much and have a great day. Oh, let's get that music going. Let's see if it plays. The, the music wouldn't play. That sounds like American Pie. Bye, bye, Miss America. Uh, I came to the music store the where I heard the music play before. But the man said the music wouldn't play. Let's see if it plays. Oh, the music's playing. At least it looks like it's playing. I see the beat and stuff like that. Hey, wait. You know what? I'm going to pull that down. Just play a little Tina. You're an asshole! You're an asshole! Back to the music. Talk to you later, folks.